Hello, and welcome back to What is Life, Dude? My name is Eric. I'm Sarah. Greetings. You weren't ready for that, were you? No, I wasn't. You were looking at <laughs> your computer. Uh, yeah, a little bit. She was looking at her computer for a very special reason, which we will get to in a little bit, even though the title of this episode probably already explains what we're doing today. Right. But that's fine. Let's do our little general life update. How are you, baby? I'm good. I don't really think anything has changed for me over the past week. Yeah, me neither. I've just been working. Yeah, me too. Totally been uh, working <laughs> at my job that I didn't lose. <laughs> Are you going to I'm kidding, yeah. Get into um, that. <laughs> so, you know that job that I'm always uh, complaining about? I was going to say semi complaining about um, you know how it's not really what I what I want to do with my life and it's not where I want to be. Well, I got I want to say fired but you I want to be fired. No, no, no. I just, <laughs> yeah, I got laid off uh, along with a handful of other people. For, a large handful. For reasons that are um, secretive to the company, I'd say. Are they? I thought they're just changing their, they're, they're change- trying to cut costs. Yes, they're cutting their costs. Um, and I was one of the people to go. So the universe has decided that you must be on your way. Right. I've been saying I need to move on and I need to, I don't know, go for, go for it, go for other things. Right? As they say. Yes. Who? <laughs> no <laughs> they... one says that. Um, so yeah, the uni- this is the universe saying, okay, it's time to do something. Mm-hmm. And also probably them knowing that I have these plans. So it was an easy choice. Sure. To, uh, to make me walk the plank, as it were. <laughs> So that's my life update. As it were, as they say, as the case may be. So please support the podcast on Anchor so I can afford food. That's really not how it goes. but um, It's not, but you know. All right. So he's got, well, an indefinite amount of time to make music and be free. We yes. may be going on an, an uh, unplanned trip to Austin soon. Trying to get Sarah to go to Austin next week. My dad's going to be in town next weekend. And after that, I'm trying to get Sarah to fly. Tickets are less than $100 round trip from Denver to Austin. Mm -hmm. So it just sounds, we could find a cheap Airbnb. We just want to explore it and see if we eventually want to move there. Right. People listening, if you have advice on seeing Austin, hanging out in Austin, places we should go for music and food, let us know. Shoot us an email. What is life, dude? Show at gmail.com. Or DM us. Hit us up in our DMs. It's okay. They're already in my DMs. Mm. Our DMs. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Lizzo. That was a solid three minute update. Nice. All right. Good job. Ooh, we could do the podcast from the road if we go. Oh, God. That's you want to bring fun. all of this, these materials? Well, well, we'll just simplify it. We'll just bring the mics and the cables and your little, your little interface guy. Mm-hmm. It'll, be, it'll be easy. We'll oh. see. Maybe. All right, so today we are talking about the Myers-Briggs personality instrument. Right. That's what it's called, officially. Uh, sure. That's this what I saw. This recommended as a topic right. by a listener. Someone DM'd you? Mm-hmm. Is that what happened? Now, you'd think me being uh, so interested in psychology that I'd know more about this, but I really don't. I know next to nothing about it other than my type. 
and the little bit that I've read in the past 10 minutes. So I just took the test for the first time. Sarah's wanted me to take it for a while. Mm-hmm. I know absolutely nothing about it. Now that I got my results, I kind of uh, realized that I do know a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like n- now I'm remembering, oh, yeah, it's introverted versus extroverted, etc. Right. Other than that, I don't really know much. So we did not take the official Myers-Briggs test. I believe you may have to pay for that. Yeah, that's where I went first. And it was right. like $40. And I was like, uh-uh. Ah, uh, yes. So we there's a free version on 16personalities.com. Right. And we both took it. I I took mine many years ago. And I retook it just now wondering if my type had maybe changed. Mm. Because I've changed quite a bit over the past few years. I thought I'd be more extroverted now because I like being around people more now. Not the case. So I wonder if your percentages are different though. Yeah, I wish I I wish I had screenshotted it before, but I thought you said you could you found them again. Oh I I have my current percentages not from before. Oh, you mean okay, gotcha. Right. So let's do a quick rundown of what each axis is. Mm -hmm. There's five. So there's introverted. Or extroverted. There is intuitive versus observant. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, I just figured we so were going to do a little we, back and forth. Right, right. Well, I wanted to talk. Introverted, extroverted oh, okay. makes sense. People generally know which one they are. Right. Just whether you like to be in social situations and how much you need to recharge alone. Mine makes, we'll get into it, but mine makes so much perfectly <laughs> sense. Uh, perfectly sense. Mm-hmm. Perfectly sense. Perfectly sense. You know what I mean? Okay, then uh, your energy type, which is intuitive or observant. So it's just a matter of whether you are work. How would you explain it? Intuition I don't really know. makes sense. It's just like a, a knowing. It's almost like you're tapped in. You listen to your gut, right? Right. It it sounds like it means do you do you just behave how you mm-hmm. well intuitively feel like you should behave. Or do you sit there and you think before you act? And you gather. So if you're observant, you're gathering information from the physical world. It's very logical. And then if you're intuitive, it says here, you are able to kind of think about the past and extrapolate to the future. And you'll make decisions based on that. Right. So there's more than just what's objectively happening here. And as we'll get into, there's a percentage for each. Right. So it's not like you're extroverted or you're introverted. It's basically degrees. It's out of a hundred. Yeah, you're X percent mm-hmm. and Y percent of the same thing, right? So right. it's a sliding scale. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, no one just always makes intuition, uh, intuitive actions, right? Choices, mm-hmm. or they're always being observant. Right. right. Everyone's a mix of yeah. everything. Yeah. So there's a practicality to the observant personality. Yeah. Next is your nature, thinking versus feeling. I think that one makes sense as well. Do you f- do you make decisions b- through your logical mind more or based on your emotions? I feel like that's kind of, I feel like I would explain that in the way I just explained. In a similar way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're different, I'm assuming. Yeah. In some way. I do think there's a little bit of overlapping, but. Mm. Okay. So fourth, we have judging or prospecting. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? So. Judging suggests that you are more inclined to plan things. You like a like a clear path ahead. 
you need the steps to be clear. Okay. Before you take action. Prospecting? They have very specific goals, right? And then prospecting is more like figuring things out as you go, kind of being more responsive to your environment, I guess, and being willing to like change. Mm. So it, it does say here that um, judging people with a judging trait set specific goals each day more more often than people who are prospecting who have more trouble focusing on one thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the last one is assertive or turbulent. Right. This is a related to your identity. Okay. How so? I don't You're really asking know. me, I swear I don't know anything. I don't You're know more about this. You're doing a good job so video. far. Well, I'm kind of just reading it. It would seem that assertive people have a stronger sense of identity. Okay. They're more self-assured and um, a little bit better at handling stress. So it's not that they don't feel stressed about things or don't care about things, but they'll let it affect them less when they're taking action. Mm. Um, and they're very, they're more oriented towards what's happening rather than being bogged down by mistakes they've made in the past, for example. And then turbulent is kind of just the opposite. A lot more uh, susceptible to stress and letting stress and self-criticism affect how they're acting mm. in the present. Right. So are you also looking at that summary page that shows you strengths and weaknesses, romantic relationships, friendships? Yeah. I can open it. Cool. Because I'm curious to what as to what all these say. I just jumped to career paths and I scrolled down a little. Right. And it was basically, it, <laughs> I read this. So I'm, I'm what they call a campaigner. It okay. says, where campaigners do not shine is in systems of strict regimentation and hierarchy, so, such as military service. So first expe- explain, um, what is your type? Okay. Well, I just wanted to say that because I just thought it was funny. I clicked on a random page and scrolled to a random part and read one random sentence that perfectly described part of my personality. Mm-hmm. And I felt shook. I think many people feel that way, yes. Yeah. Especially uh, in today's political climate. Right. <laughs> so I am a ENFP-A. Mm-hmm. And I'm, that makes me a campaigner. I'm an infp dash. T. So similar, but you're extroverted. I'm highly introverted. Let's go down the list of percentages and compare okay. those. I'm actually fairly shocked that uh, we're so similar because I don't feel that similar to you mm. in many in in many ways. But whatever. Only one of mine is higher than a 50 than higher than in the 50% range. Really? Like they're all that balanced. It's like in the 50s slash 40s, except for one of them. Mine are highly unbalanced. Imbalanced? (laughs) Imbalanced, maybe. I swear, I I did make you take this several years ago when we were in San Diego. I feel like we did. We were talking with Nicole, our friend, who is interested in these personality tests and the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. And she had us take it. And I had the same, but I could have sworn you tested differently. Really? I, I think you may have gotten like the advocate or something. Interesting. Um, okay, so let's talk about percentages. All right, so you're introverted. 86% introverted. I'm extroverted. 57%. Right. 
And this makes sense because I come off as a very outgoing, extroverted uh, showman. (laughs) (laughs) Lad. Showman. Mm. But really deep down, I a lot of the times don't like being, I don't actually like being around people. Right. And I will get overwhelmed in a social situation like after an hour. And right. I'll be like, all right, time to go home. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, it's 830. And I'm like, I still want to go home. I'm over this. Right. Unless we're playing D&D. I think I was talking to you or I was talking to you or my therapist <laughs> about this. Same, same, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah, basically. Um, you come off, like, I think if someone didn't know you that well and they just met you out and about, they'd think you were much more extroverted than you truly are. That's that Leo sun and Gemini moon. Mm-hmm. Very chatty man. I just, I don't I'm not chatty. I don't talk you're, a lot. You're pretty chatty. Yeah, I have a uh, excellent jaw strength from all that chatting. Mm-hmm. It really works out because I'm so introverted, but I become more extroverted if I'm with you. Like it's so much easier because so much of my like social anxiety comes from just initiating conversations. But if I have you with me and we're at like I don't know party or something. We're at an event with other people, strangers, and you like open the conversation. It's then easier for me to kind of insert myself. Mm. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Kinky. <laughs> um, did you want to say anything else more about that? Uh, we can come back to it. Well, when I like it's it's interesting. You're so like, like you said, very on or off. Mm-hmm. You're like, yep, I'm going now. And you'll be irritated if you can't leave and no, no one can do anything to stop me yeah it's true yeah <laughs> so that's extremely accurate right because if you were to like you said if you were to meet me you'd be like oh he's like 80 percent intro or extroverted right right and since i mean we met on via instagram and i i think i would have guessed that you like going out a lot more like you like going to the, the bars club. i don't know about clubs but like that yeah. you'd like to go out on weekends but he really doesn't no. Do you want to go out tonight? Yeah. I don't want to. God damn it. <laughs> Take me out tonight. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know <laughs> the words of this song. I thought I you going to sing Rent. What? I thought you were going to sing Out Tonight in Rent. I want to go. Ah, na, na, na. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Energy. Energy? Is that what the next category is? Mm-hmm. All right. So this is intuitive versus observant. Also, I'm sorry if I kind of like butchered the explanation of any of these categories. Like I said, I'm not. Neither of us know really what it is. Right. So. We're learning. The best explanation is hearing us talk about it. Yeah. But it's weird to go into a thing like this and not kind of preface it with our Mm. best version of an explanation. So if you, sir or madam Myers-Briggs is listening, we apologize. Mm -hmm. Do you know if Myers-Briggs was a man or a woman? Do you have any idea? Who this yeah. person was? It, is it, it could be two people, right? I, I thought I assumed it yeah. was two people, or it could be a, hyph- a hyphenator. <clears throat> oh no, it's two people because it's the Myers and Briggs. Okay, got it. Okay, cool. So <laughs> just totally off topic and unnecessary. All right. So what did you get for number two? Eighty-one percent intuitive. Wow. I see. I'm fifty-eight percent intuitive and forty-two okay. percent observant. So this basically the same percentages: mm-hmm. extroverted, introverted. See. This is the one that really shocks me. About me? Mm-hmm. Because when I think about you, Eric, Virgo rising, Venus and Virgo, he, there's this logic 
logical vibe to the way that you approach things. You know, you're the list maker. You're the <laughs> problem solver. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like you're very rooted in what's happening now. <laughs> what are you looking up? I'm looking, I'm looking up intuitive versus observant so I can really... Mm-hmm. get a grasp on what this means and if it's right. See, part of the problem is that when I finished taking the test, I said to Sarah, <clears throat> I don't know if I answered this right. How <laughs> like, could you? No. I, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, see, this is frustrating because I looked it up and there are like seven paragraphs on each. Mm-hmm. And I just want a quick little example. Well, it's just saying that observant people are more focused and practical. They root their thinking in actionable, tangible, and useful things. Not to say that they can't be creative, but... So, you're you're way more intuitive than observant? Yeah. Which makes sense because... Intuition makes so much sense to me. It's the observant part that I'm like, what? What does that even mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this... Okay, so why does it make sense to you? Like, why does yours make sense to you? Because I... Very rarely do the practical thing. And you plan nothing. I don't like planning things. You know, I really do need to adopt a little bit more structure in my life. However, like, I find that I will make schedules because I feel like it's what I need to do because, I don't know, our world is ruled by people who are like, hustle, 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 time block, time block, like all of these different um, methods for maximizing productivity. And I try to develop that structure and then it just goes out the window (laughs) immediately like 20 minutes into my day because i just i I just listen to what seems like the right thing to do yeah and like especially with my career i know we've talked about this before but i know what i need to do to like look i i had the opportunity to publish a cookbook like I was talking to a publisher, we were right be- right before the stage of signing a contract, and then I just got this gut feeling that it wasn't like the right thing to do. So I said, I'm not going to do it, even though it seems like the best option to many. Yeah. Yeah, you base everything off of how it feels. How many heebie-jeebies you give me. <laughs> and I mean, think about... A scale of one to ten, heebie-jeebie. <laughs> And think about our relationship too. Like, does it really make sense for me to, you know, do you know what I'm saying? On a scale from heebie to jeebie. Yeah. How do you feel? How do I? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that definitely sounds like you. Mm. Next. Well, you talk about, talk about your. uh, Talk about mine. Do you, do you agree? Uh, Well, mine's like right in the middle. So yeah, I do. Like mine are so balanced okay. and it makes sense because I, as I was taking it, I, you know, you can tell which questions are for which piece of your personality. Sure. And, I, and on some of them, I was like strongly agree. And on others, I was like strongly disagree. Mm-hmm. And I just like gave completely contradictory answers depending on the, <laughs> de- depending on the scenario. Right. Which is totally me. Okay. Am I a crazy person? You definitely are. What if I just got 50-50 for every single one? <laughs> I mean, that would be cool. Would it be? Well, they they suggested not answering neutral to too many things. I did answer neutral to quite a few, actually. I made sure to pick pick a side. Hmm. 
see, but it's interesting that I picked no neutrals and you picked many, many, and yours are so much more lopsided. Also, than when did still. they say? No, did, were there instructions? I don't read instructions. <laughs> which which part of your personality is that? Uh, I don't know. Feeling. Well, do you feel connected to your intuition? I th- mm, sometimes that's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. That's like my whole chart is sometimes I feel things. And sometimes I'm very Virgo, like you said. Right. And I'm very like, oh, I have to think about this thing. Well, if anyone listening is familiar with human design, Eric is a manifesting generator. Uh, he has sacral authority, which is that gut knowing. Like, like immediately when prompted, this gut knowing of whether or, or not something's appropriate for you. And so I try to ask him, since I've found out his type, I, I try to prompt him always. And this this works. This is very much a part of my personality. Mm-hmm. So last night we we did our nightly ritual of baking two chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> we baked two a night and we each have one. And we baked two out of the package. The dough was so weirdly shaped. <laughs> so we made two very oddly shaped cookies. And they were both... They were both big and wonky in different ways. Mm. One was very thick and still gooey in the middle and chocolatey, and the other one was kind of flat, but it was had more surface area. <laughs> and I couldn't pick which one I wanted, or I or so I said, right? <laughs> so Sarah said, "Well, w- with this energy type, you're always supposed to ask a yes or no question, not a this or that question, not which cookie do you want, but do you want this cookie?" It's like flipping a coin, right? Right. It's like, oh, I can't decide. Flip a coin, and then you know. If it lands on the one you truly don't want, you'll Mm -hmm. know you truly don't want it. Right. So Sarah picked one of the cookies and said, do you want this one? And I said, oh my God, I I do. I do want that one. And that's the cookie I ate. Yeah. I mean, that's a terrible example, but anytime it helps with like bigger decisions. Do you know, I'm trying to think of one and Mm -hmm. obviously I'm blanking. The cookie one was was fresh out of the oven, if you will. But anytime he is like experiencing uh, ambivalence. Yeah. I'll just pick arbitrarily. I'll pick one of the choices and I'll say, do you want to do this? Yeah. And he's like, no. He knows just immediately. Right. Because if I, if I think about it by myself, I'm like, I don't know. I kind of want to do both and I kind of want to do neither. Right. But once I get the question, I'm like, oh, hell no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And that's a form of intuition. And it's so different from my intuition. And I think when we, when we talk about intuition, it's that part of you, that knowing that is separate from logic. And sometimes I think we have trained ourselves out of listening to our intuition. And that's what really gets us in trouble. Because the moment you, like, if you have that, if you're Eric and you have that knowing immediately, and then you're like, well, wait, I got to take a step back and, and logic myself through this, then maybe you'd make the wrong choice. Yeah. Maybe you overthink it. And maybe I... I think I used to be more logical mm-hmm. or try to be at least. And right. I think you brought me more towards the intuitive side, mm-hmm. just being in a relationship with you. Right. And maybe that's for the better. Maybe. Or maybe it's for the worst and you're secretly ruining my life. Well, I would say, I would say that it is for the better. Of course. Well, then the, is that what your intuition the, tells you? <laughs> yes. <clears throat> the, um, the guitar story, I feel like is a good one. Oh, right. Whereas like, he was deciding whether or not to make this investment in a new guitar, which he really didn't technically need. 
And then I we both just had this feeling like, if you buy this, you're going to feel so much more creative. Yeah. But what if you're like, well, and then you're like doing all of the accounting in your head and mm-hmm. how long, how many hours do I have to work to pay this off and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it, he did end up writing so many songs on it. And I did end up selling those two guitars I said I would sell. He did. In its place. Yes. Yeah. And now I only have 12. Um, that's uh, hyperbole. It's actually 11. Uh, should we move on to the third one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So number three was thinking versus feeling. I got 76% feeling, and I have a feeling that Sarah got 112% <laughs> feeling. I got 96%. 96. <laughs> That's quite a lot. Um, this yeah. this kind of goes with the prior one, right? I, I do think so. Um. I'm not sure that, I think oftentimes our intuition, I feel like intuition precedes emotion in many cases, but they can be tied. Right. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm looking at my summary Mm -hmm. and it says campaigner strengths. And the second one says observant. Yeah. Even though I scored higher on intuitive than observant, it's still put that in my thing. Interesting. Right. It might, it might. We can go over these strengths different. and weaknesses after. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you feel like you're uh, emotionally. <laughs> you make ow. emotional decisions. I just hurt myself so badly. <laughs> I was putting my feet up on my desk and I whacked one of my legs into the corner. That's what you get for trying to be comfort. Send help, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> this comes out in three days. I'm still lying on the floor of the basement holding my, my ankle. Mm-hmm. What did you ask me? You, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm sorry. Should we pause and re-listen do, to Do it? you feel like you uh, make decisions based on emotions more often? Yes. Okay. I agree. Um, He's a feisty man. Excuse me? Fiery. I'll make the decision to break up with you right now. Oh, shit. Oh. Who are you, me? Excuse me? <laughs> uh, do you feel the same way, he asks, knowing the answer full well? <laughs> you know... I don't think it's a strength, but I, I do think it's true. You don't think it's a strength? For me to, to be so skewed towards feeling. Right. I mean, I think to, I think to some degree you want to, mm, I think it could be useful as a person to be a little bit of everything. Yes. Right? To be balanced sure. in a way. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that as someone who's a, chart is balanced so yeah so maybe i'm just, just being superior. maybe i'm just being a little dick about it <laughs> yeah i'm so superior i want to think of an example of a, an emotional choice that i made that flew in the face of what logic would have me do like moving to colorado from milbray yeah yeah that is intuitive too you know yeah that was all feeling and all intuition yeah right mm-hmm do the viewers know what we're the viewers? The listeners know what we're talking about? We met on the on the on the gram. We met on the Instagram. And then we moved in together. <laughs> yeah, so she basically uh quit her job. After knowing each other for uh, a couple months. And she moved to Colorado. Yeah, it worked that out. That was definitely on a feeling. Yeah. More than a feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will. Yeah. So I think this one's tied to intuitive versus observant um mm-hmm. but they're on different sides i, I would say right. right 
intuitive and feeling are this are similar and observant and thinking are the same. Mm-hmm. So let's keep going then, if that's okay with you. Sure. We've already been doing this for, uh, I was going to make up a big number and I couldn't think of one. I was going to make up like, I was going to say like an hour and 30 minutes. And then I just looked at the time clock and I was just going to say 28 minutes, which is actually, actually has been. Oh, okay. And I was like, that's not a joke anymore. That's just me being, okay, <laughs> moving on. Uh, judging versus prospecting. Mm-hmm. What did you score on this one? Um, I scored 51% prospecting and 49% judging. So literally right in the middle. 72% prospecting. What does that mean? Well, it says here, prospecting individuals are much more flexible when it comes Why? to dealing with unexpected challenges. Wait, prospecting are better at dealing with unexpected challenges? Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't need as much. We don't make up. A game plan. We just dive right in. Right. Which that makes sense for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you don't. Yeah. You just go with the flow. Yeah. Right. So prospecting is like going with the flow. Right. I want my mom to take this. Yeah. And my dad. Mm-hmm. Mostly my mom. Right. And your mom. Oh, I would. Yeah. I would like to look a little bit more into this and see. What do you think your mom would score on introverted, extroverted? 100% introverted. Do you think she actually would? Highly introverted. Yeah. Yeah. The most introverted. Right. right. Well, it says you're prospecting. People can be very impulsive, though, which is not necessarily good. And also so open to possibility that can be overwhelmed by the number of options, which is me. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just trying to figure out what to make for dinner. And then uh, I think I know. And then I go on to... um, Pinterest and I start scrolling and then I'm like I can't I literally can't choose and then I go to Eric I narrow it down and then I uh, harness his manifesting generator uh, authority and I say do you want this do you want this do you want this and I say no 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 yes (laughs) and then that's what we have for dinner and it's every time it's Taco Bell (laughs) every time every time yeah all right well So, so I scored right in the middle of that which means which I assume to mean half the time I do one and half the time I think the other way. <laughs> You're inconsistent. Which I right. That's what I'm get that's what I'm gleaning from all these middling answers. Yeah. Is that I'm just inconsistent in my personality. Right. Which is not a good thing, maybe. Uh why not? I don't know. That's that uh Gemini moon. Who the hell am I if I if I'm so inconsistent in all these parts of my personality? Right? Um, uh, I don't know. I would have guessed you would be judging because like, like we said, you do write lists and such. But only sometimes, right? Yeah. I, I have also in the same way that I thought you were more extroverted than you've turned out to be. I did think you, you were more, mm, I, I don't even know what word. More organized, more of a stickler about things, I, I thought. And I think I used to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've really What have brought, I done to you? You fucked me. <laughs> Sorry, I really should have moved away from the mic for that. I apologize <laughs> to everyone listening. Right. Um, no, I think you've just made me go with the flow. You've turned me into a, a dirty old hippie is what you've done. I did not want to do that, though. <laughs> we, I need the structure. Um, I need to be balanced out. Well, and we have noticed that... 
you've been like, we have to make a plan of what we're doing every day. Like, when are we recording the podcast? When are we filming this taste test? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, let's just like do whatever you (laughs) want, man. It like doesn't freaking matter. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah. Can you talk like that more? Of course I freaking can, dude. All right. Let's move on to really quickly talk about identity. Assertive versus turbulent. Okay. Uh, I, you're definitely assertive. I scored 58% atter- atter- <laughs> assertive. I almost said attersive. Ass- 58% assertive. I'm 61% turbulent. Okay. So that's, is that your most like centered, centered answer? Mm-hmm. Surprising. Okay. I thought I'd be much more turbulent because I do loathe myself quite often. Yeah. What does this one mean? Yeah. Well, well. Because... Assertive is when you use it normally. It's Yeah, it's not really how it's commonly used. Right, here. which is what I was thinking. Self-assured, even-tempered, and resistant to stress. Self-assured. What was the middle one? Even-tempered. Even-tempered. And they don't let nervousness get in the way of accomplishing things. So that's why I'm 58%. Right. Because that's true barely most of the time for me. Right, because there was one question that said something, something, people upsetting you. And I was like, yes, that happens. Mm-hmm. And well, I, I, I said I disagree with that and people don't upset me. But then I realized that upset doesn't have to mean like, oh, my God, you upset me. Now I'm crying. You get angry quite often. Right. Angry is also being upset. Mm-hmm. And that does happen to me. You know, I think that maybe the the inconsistency we were talking about is just different situations. Yeah. And I don't know how well the test controls for that because I, when I think of you at work, I think of you as being a lot more authoritative and like confident. Work where? Right. I'm unemployed. Sure. But Sorry. whereas, you know, if you're <laughs> in, in issues at, at, at home, mm-hmm. for example, I think you're, you just have less interest in being in control. Well, yeah, because because when I'm in, when I'm being paid more than other people to be in charge of them, right? It's I'm assertive. Mm-hmm. But when I'm in a fair and balanced relationship with you at our house, fair and balanced, yeah. like Fox News. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening today. But Sarah brought up Fox News, which means I have to go jump off a bridge. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, not in this household. We don't watch no Fox News because we don't watch any news in this house <laughs> because we don't have cable because we're millennials. All right. Let's just kind of like hop around throughout our profiles and see um, what interesting things stick out to us. Do you want to do some strengths and weaknesses first? Right. We have to go through the romantic relationship section sure. because we're in one of those with one another. With one another? It's romantic to you, right? Strictly platonic. What? strictly platonic what about the boning (laughs) (laughs) what boning excuse me we're disgusting on this podcast welcome to what is life dude where we're disgusting (laughs) triple x edition (laughs) (laughs) all right so that's funny uh what's your pick one of the strengths that most resonates with you (laughs) okay they give you one two three four five six you're gonna pick one two yes um, okay. Oof. You go first. You the, go first. The one that I most resonate with is that I'm idealistic. Okay. Which is that, okay, well, 
It's interesting because I'm uh, I tend towards depression. However, if p- other people are sad, I will always like snap into like immediately snap into that optimistic. This is true mindset, and I can like pep talk people like and actually believe what I'm saying. I just can't do it to myself, but I am very idealistic. I do really believe that people can accomplish what they want i do believe that people are inherently good even when they're doing shitty things i'm always willing to give people the benefit of the doubt and not to say that i don't i'm not willing to like set boundaries if someone's doing shady stuff but i I understand where they are coming from yeah and this is why in D &D you play a tiefling rogue who steals from people (laughs) while they're sleeping mainly my character (laughs) you play the opposite of what you actually are in real life yeah, in our last session, uh, I went to sleep before her. My character went to sleep before Sarah's <laughs> character, and she stole four-fifths of my gold, and I had no idea. What's interesting, Eric designed <laughs> Eric designed me a character who's like my opposite. Which is what you wanted. Like mildly evil, and it's so much easier to play. Right, it right? is. You it just is. do the most nefarious thing that you can think of. Yeah. But kind of in good nature, like in, right. in humor. Well, because your character's hot. Just like you. So it's easy to get away with mm, stuff. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, right? I'm wicked fast. Yes. Yeah. There you are. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, uh, this is now a D&D podcast. <laughs> I wish. All right. So the trait I'm going to go with is going to make Sarah cackle like the little hyena she is. <laughs> Very popular and friendly. Okay. You didn't cackle. <laughs> <laughs> All this adaptability and spontaneity comes together to form a person who is approachable, interesting, and exciting with a cooperative and altruistic spirit and friendly, empathetic disposition. Now, I don't know if I'd describe you as altruistic, but... Uh, I'm not sure I know... Altruistic means you're doing stuff for the benefit of the world. Yeah, like, remember one time when you offered your mom a muffin and then she, she said, sure, I'll take it. And then you said, just kidding, you can't have it. <laughs> Eric hates sharing. Okay, hold on. Eric invites people over hold to on. our house and is a terrible host. He wants to Venmo them for the snacks he buys. No, 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 not he the snacks. He wants them to bring beer. He's a, he's a sorry sack of shit. I'm not a sorry <laughs> sack of shit, ma'am. Yeah, Eric is really cheap, but other than that, very uh, good-natured. I'm a Jewish man. <laughs> Jews are notorious for being cheap, and I fit that stereotype. I think you're choosing to fit that stereotype. I'm choosing to... Is, did you say I'm choosing <laughs> to fit that stereotype? <laughs> God. Um, yeah. Can I explain the muffin thing real quick? <laughs> what happened is my sweet old mother, every time... Old? She's technically older than I. Youthful. Yes. Anyway, she only eats sweet things if there's chocolate in them. I could literally offer her the most delicious dessert that doesn't have chocolate. And she'd be like, is that chocolate in it? And I'm like, no. She's like, well, I don't want it. (laughs) (laughs) Just not how she sounds. (laughs) I just did like the most New York Jew accent. And that's not really what she sounds like. Gremlin. Yeah. (laughs) And she does listen to the podcast and she will give me shit for it. Rightfully so. Which is fine. But she doesn't like dessert things that don't have chocolate so she was at our house and as a joke i had these muffins from sprouts <laughs> they were vegan super fruit muffins which isn't even my first choice but it was the only vegan muffin they had 
So it's like full of cranberries and dried blueberries and shit. And I knew my mom wouldn't want it, or so I thought, because there's no chocolate. So Sarah's cracking up off mic. So I was like, Mom, do you want one of these muffins? Because I just wanted her to say, oh, there's no chocolate in it. I don't want it. And she goes, ooh, vegan superfruit muffin. Sure, I'd love one. And I was like, no, I wasn't actually offering it to you because I thought you wouldn't want it. And then, oh my and then God. two days later, two days later, there were three out of the four muffins left in the container. And we went to San Diego for a week and I left them there. <laughs> and when we got back, <laughs> and when we got back, they were moldy and I had to throw them out. And I didn't give my fucking mom a goddamn muffin. And I know on her deathbed, she's going to be like, Eric, I love you. <laughs> Why didn't you give me that goddamn muffin? No, she definitely forgot about it. She doesn't hold grudges like that. But that's my side of the story. And after saying it, I do not feel better about myself. I still feel like a, a cocksucker. Uh, okay. So not altruistic. However, yes, popular. Sure, fine. Right. Okay. Sorry for that tangent. I hope you guys were laughing as much as we were. Um... Okay, so I feel like I'm empathetic and friendly. I feel like I'm usually cooperative. I'm definitely approachable. Um, I this this goes this is part of my like people person, mm-hmm. the people person part of my personality. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's your uh, son in the eleventh house. That's in Leo. And yeah, your Mercury in Leo. I get that from both my parents. I think to a degree. The hamminess? Right, because my m- both of my parents are hammy in a way. This is why one of our previous episodes was called The Hammiest of Hams. <laughs> but I think my mom and dad are both like that in mm. different ways. Mm-hmm. People like to talk to us. Mm. You know, I was talking to um, my friend MK from work, and I, told, I asked her, I was like, do people just want to tell you things sometimes? And she was like, yes. She was like, that happens to you too, right? I can tell. And I'm like, yeah, people just tell me shit that I'm like, I don't know why you're telling me this, but okay. And like, I, I had to go to the, the post office for something work-related. And the woman working there ended up telling me about, like, all of her medical issues and her money issues. And I was just standing there like, mm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. And, like, it, it was a little uncomfortable, but it made her feel better to express it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why are you telling me, a random stranger, this? But Did that you happened. know what to say? Do you yeah. typically know what to like how to help? Um, no, but if I don't, I know how to. I'm not like that was fucking weird. Bye. <laughs> you know, like I can I can right. handle the situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just interesting that happens quite often. Maybe you need to be a therapist. I don't know about that. Should we go to our our weaknesses? Yeah. Wait, what is your thing called? Mine's like I'm a campaigner. The mediator. Mediator. That makes sense. All right, pick one weakness. Okay. Let's see. Well, there's one that I feel like doesn't really correlate doesn't. to my personality okay. that much. But you can you can go first again. All right, well, all of these are very true of me, but uh, at times impractical. Also difficult to get to know. Mm, I really like yeah. listening to people. It's strange because I put so much out there on the internet, but I'm a, I love writing. Like I'm a very natural writer and I will bear my soul in, in writing. However, 
if you don't know me from the internet, uh, you probably don't know that much about me. Right. Mm-hmm. That's definitely true of, of you. You you definitely present yourself in one way on the internet, and you say things about you. Mm-hmm. And when when you get to know you face to face, you're like, oh, she's so much different. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, my family would be like, "Oh, she's outgoing. Like, look at her. Like we we watched her videos. She's like, hey, yeah. welcome back to Sarah's Speaking Kitchen.' <laughs> and I'm like, she's not like that. You'll be like, hi, and she'll be like, hello, I'm Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I am Sarah. I am a robot. <laughs> no, you're not robotic, but you're just very quiet, and it takes a while to get to know you. Mm-hmm. My dad's always like, you know, I really want to get to know Sarah better, but it's hard when you know it clearly takes a long time for her personality to come out. And I live across the country. Yeah, and I'm like, I well, just need to drink more. <laughs> Well, he he said that That's after um, after my cousin's wedding last summer. He's yeah. like, I really got to, I I really feel like I got to know Sarah a lot more during this trip. And I was like, oh yeah. He's like, it might have had something to do that we were all drinking yeah. the entire time. And right. I'm like, yeah, that helps everyone come out of their shell, right? I'll take a, a sippy sippier to it. The Super Bowl party. Hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with you you and Grandma can yeah. down vodka on ice together mm-hmm. on the rocks, if you will. Okay, can I just read all of mine? Not like the whole spiels, but just like the titles. Sure. So it gives me poor practical st- skills, find it difficult to focus, overthink things, get stressed easily, yeah. highly emotional, and independent to a fault. Right. How much of those things fit, in your opinion? All of them? Uh, which one doesn't fit to you? Uh, poor practical skills. It says, when it comes to conceiving ideas or starting projects, especially involving other people, Campaigners have exceptional talent. Unfortunately, their skill with upkeep, administration, and follow-through struggles. Um, uh, campaigners' ideas are likely to remain just that, ideas. Which is wrong because I'm always like, oh, I started this song, I got to finish it. Oh, I got to edit it, I got to change it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm the opposite of that. Right, but that's, that's a personal project. You know, you're like entirely in control of that. Okay, but if it's like working for someone else... I can yeah. kind of see that. Mm. But if I were to pick th- one, highly emotional, while emotional expression is healthy and natural with campaigners even viewing it as a core part of their identity, it can come out strongly enough to cause problems for this personality type. Particularly when under stress, criticism, or conflict, campaigners can experience emotional bursts that are counterproductive <laughs> at best. And I would say that's true. Sometimes I'm oh, a little yeah. bit too fiery. He's told me about certain incidents at work that have made me a little nervous. (laughs) Well, like I said earlier in the podcast, when it was like, when I read that that one sentence, that was like, this type of person doesn't like being told what to do. Mm. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, I told, oh, my God, we didn't give a therapy update. Uh, We don't have to do that right now. But mm -hmm. I have my first therapy session. And it was like an intake thing. And she was asking me all these parts of my personality. She's like... Are you like this or like that? And she was like, have you ever struggled with uh, wanting to respond to authority? And I was like, yes, I don't like authority. And then we, like 10 minutes later, we were like, oh, yeah, my parents were divorced. That's, mm-hmm. I had a weird authoritative upbringing. Mm-hmm. That's probably why. So don't tell me what to do. Okay, so highly emotional. Yes. yes. Definitely. I would agree with that. Uh, can we go to romantic relationships? Sure. Campaigners have the advantage of irresistible charm when it comes to attracting a partner. Campaigners' right. warmth, excitement, and passion are simply alluring. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I guess I would agree with that. 
do you feel like you were uh, allured? Were, do you think you were <laughs> charmed irresistibly? Uh, sure. Were you trying to resist? Yeah, and you I'd could say not? that. I really was trying to resist. You were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On account of you living um, a thousand miles away. Only a thousand. In a place where it snows. What does your little green blurb say? R.I.P. Me. Uh, we have a we, we share a sin- sincere belief in the idea of relationships that two people can come together, make each other better and happier than they were alone. They'll take great efforts to show support and affection in order to make this ideal a reality. Yeah, we can be very idealistic. That sounds um, true for you. But ex- extreme aversion to conflict. Right. Right. I feel like that's less true now. Yeah. I mean, specifically in our relationship, I feel like we bring things up. (laughs) This says, long distance relationships are quite common among campaigners as they view physical distance as just another idea. No match for concepts like love. (laughs) I'd say that's true. All right. Thousand Miles wasn't, wasn't no match for our love, for our concept of love. Yeah. Right. You have been in a, a couple of long distance ish situations. Me, right? Um, there have been periods of long distance ishness. Well, yeah, that, like because in college when you go to different schools, mm-hmm. but not long distance like us, long distance, right? Right, like in the same state, just in different parts of the same state. Mm. Whereas ours were a time zone away. What does yours say? Anything else interesting that strikes you? Hmm. <laughs> Let's see. It is in knowing that their partners are satisfied that mediators truly feel the most pleasure. I talk a lot about this in in therapy. I do tend to change my personality for partners. And uh, sometimes in the past, I have like done things that I didn't really want to do to please someone else. What kind of thing? And then I set a a precedent. Mm -hmm. And then you're like stuck in that role. Because if you are like dating someone... And you're acting a certain way. Then when you finally start acting like yourself, they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. This isn't who I signed up to date. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You don't, you don't do that with us. Uh, right? I think that any time that I have, we've talked about it. Yeah. Right? You're like, I was like, you don't do that with us. Right. Right? Well, we're always, <laughs> we're always kind of like renegotiating our, our respective roles. I would say that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what about career paths? Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is one of the few, uh, one of the other few. Um, is it going to say that you can't work in a traditional job? Like you can't work under authority? Well. You have to be in a leadership position? The first thing is a quote that says, can't I fly helicopters and be an oceanographer who writes songs and cooks? <laughs> it's a big world out there. Perhaps a, le- a little, even a little too big. Mm-hmm. It says if there's a challenge campaigners face when selecting a career, it isn't that they lack talent or options or drive. It's that there are so many things out there that are just cool. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of interesting. I wouldn't really um, ascribe to that as myself because mm-hmm. I know what I want to do. Yeah. But what about you? It says it is perhaps more challenging for mediators to find a satisfying career than any other type. Um, it says that getting an advanced degree is very difficult for people with this personality type mm. because like structure is not so good for us. Right. I would, it's interesting. I did so well in high school and then like kind of imploded in college for the first little bit there <laughs> because I didn't like know what I wanted to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
What else does mind say? It says the opening of a door can be a wonderfully joyous moment. The opening of a door as in... It also, there's also a section called too many bosses, too few workers, which I'm assuming... Campaigners thrive on the ability to question the status quo and explore the alternatives. And if this quality is, and if this is a quality that is not just underappreciated, but actually frowned upon, this will not only make them unhappy, but it may even threaten their emotional stability. Where repetition, predictability, and boredom are not good for me. So, yeah. So basically your entire past three years. Yeah. And it says, uh, Writing, journalism, acting, and TV reporting all give campaigners a chance to explore something new every day and stir the pot a little while they're at it. Writing, journal- journaling, activism? Acting and acting. Acting. Yeah. yeah. And I would say being a musician falls under that Performance. category. Performance, yeah. Well, you know, That's the journalism thing shows up too in your astrological chart because your midheaven, which is a, a career signifier, mm. um, is in Gemini. And Gemini is very, it's associated with writing. Right. And all, all all types of communication. Hmm. So I think you have Mars in Gen- Gemini as well. So okay. uh, maybe you need to start writing more. Maybe you need a blog. Maybe. <laughs> um, wait, so what does yours say about your job? Um, well, you know what? It says that uh, the internet brings to the world the opportunities of blogging and freelance work. Which That's is what yours says. Hundred percent of what I do. That's crazy. Well, because it says that every mediator's dream is to become an author, but okay. uh, writing a novel isn't always very practical. So it recommends mm-hmm. blogging and freelancing. Yeah. Uh, ooh, beauty and poetry. Mm. It's interesting. Uh, will you jump back to the top? If you go to introduction, mm-hmm. if you click on introduction and go all the way down, it says campaign. Well, mine says campaigners campaigners you may know i'm getting tired which means my speech is faltering i haven't had a monster today we've been obsessed with energy drinks it's true we've been drinking energy drinks and then going to the gym yes Uh, we've been splitting them do you see your the mediators you may know yeah who are yours j.r.r tolkien okay shakespeare oh bjork alicia keys tom hiddleston whoever the fuck that is uh julia roberts William Wordsworth, Johnny Depp, Frodo Baggins. Oh, yeah, they give you fictional characters. Amelie. Have you watched Amelie? I have not. Oh, it's a cute film. Should we watch it? Arwen from The Lord of the Rings, who, Mulder from X-Files. What? And There's so many. Anne of Green Gables. But these are all fictional characters. Yeah, I don't know any of these people. Yeah. Um, you're going to love mine. Will I? Yeah. I'm going to give you a few. Robert Downey Jr., Robin Williams. Oh. Quentin Tarantino. Okay. This this well, huh? Meg Ryan, Kelly Clarkson, Kelly Will, Clarkson. Will Smith, and the one that's gonna that you're gonna love, Russell Brand. Oh. She loves Russell Brand. My favorite my favorite person. If I could just talk like that, I think you'd love me more. Uh, I think so too. Also Michael Scott from The Office is on here. Spider Man. What? I got Spider Man. Like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man? It just says Spider-Man. <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City. Ew. Is that? Sorry, I really don't like her. That's SJP? Yeah. Okay, I don't really know anything. Oh, and Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. I'm Willy Wonka, baby. Oh. You can come to my <laughs> chocolate factory. Uh, you stole fizzy lifting drinks. No, I did The didn't. day, sir. 
I said good day, sir. <laughs> okay, so how do you how do you feel about this? I mean, I I identify with mine pretty strongly, and I think I do too, for the most part. But again, mine's mine's a little harder because I fell in the middle on so many of them. Mm-hmm. But that makes sense, right? Because that's like the indecisive kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not imbalanced, but you know, it could go either way for me. Right. Yeah, I mean, the more I think about it, the more consistent it is, I think, with your personality. Mm. Because you're just so, uh, I don't know, you're not as you seem. Right. I mean, I think many of us are not as we seem, but I think you especially just present this very, like, assertive, outgoing, like, regimented kind of, like, you seem that way. And then you're yeah. a lot. You're a lot more. You're a lot more of everything that I wouldn't have expected. I think. But what is it about me that's like when you say, "Oh, you seem like this assertive list making." Mm-hmm. I want to be more like that. Okay. Why, well, why is that, isn't that interesting? You should examine that. Why maybe, is that intriguing right? me? Like, I feel like I'm not going to get as much accomplished if I'm. You know. Uh, I think that's how we're conditioned. Right. You know, like I said at the beginning. It's just not true that there's only one one personality profile that is successful. Yeah. Just me- just depends on how you're trying to be successful, mm-hmm. like the fields in which you're trying to be successful. Right. Cool. It's really not as satisfying as astrology, I have to say. Like yeah. it's so much less precise. Though it is funny how all these things you tell me about astrology kind of perfectly line up with these in yeah. some ways, you know? In many ways, yes. Yeah. Yeah, especially, well, oh, there, it was acting, not activism. Right. Because I keep, I keep telling you that, like, there's a lot in your chart that would suggest that you need some sort of social cause or some sort of group to be a leader in. Yeah. So I'm, I'm eager to see how that plays out. Yeah, I'll think about it. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Revolutionary. Right. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to say about Myers-Briggs? I don't think so. You know, I'm not really motivated to study further. Yeah. You know? You'd rather stick with astrology? Yeah, it feels more dynamic to me. Right. I'll probably read through the rest of my thing, though, just Mm -hmm. to see what what else it says and what I agree or disagree with. Yeah, I remember a couple years ago reading it and being like, (gasps) it's me. Yeah. No one has ever described me so Completely. And then you met Queen Astrology. Yeah. Mama Astrology. <laughs> Mama Astrology. Mama Astrology. Should we positivity box? Oh. Can I just rave about energy drinks? I was gonna say Monster <laughs> is my positivity <laughs> box. Okay, I got one. Do you want me to go first? Yes. My positivity box f- of the day is that I feel like losing this job that I've felt mildly stuck in for the last three years losing it not on my own terms is really going to push me to well you know get another job first off but now i know what i like and what i don't like about jobs and i'm going to be pushed to find something hopefully in the music industry which can bolster what i my career and what i really want to do and it pushed me out of my comfort zone and it pulled the trigger I've been trying to pull for me. And I yeah. think that that's, that can only be a positive. Mm-hmm. 
And like we've discussed, like I don't know that you would have left right. anytime soon. Yeah. And now, I mean, does it feel like a relief? To uh, in some ways. Well, it's hard to leave a job that A, you know so much about, B, pays, you know, it's a job, so you're getting paid, mm. right? And, you know, you have all your friends there. In my case, it's a fun environment. So it's hard to leave that and say, I'm going to find something else, mm-hmm. right? Because it's just, it's just difficult emotionally. Right. But you didn't have to make that choice. Yeah. So here I am. I mean, you'll make friends anywhere. That's uh, as we just read. Did like, you know I'm a campaigner? Your, that's your personality. <laughs> All right. What's your PB? I don't really have one. What? You got to you gotta think of one. Uh, I'm really drawing a blank. You know, we've been working on this puzzle. Oh, yeah. Just randomly the other day. Um, we were lying in bed in the I, dark. Were we? Yes. Are you sure? And you said. I was like, you know, we need some more joint activities to do together. Because we just watch TV together. We, I mean, we work on music too. And I guess we have a podcast. Yeah, but and those... sometimes we cook together. Oh, shit. Yeah, but like <laughs> cooking together, working on, you know, one of your videos or the podcast or music. Mm. Those are all like more active, active things we do together. Yeah. I think what you meant was, and I don't want, I'm not trying to mansplain your own brain to you. But it sounds like what you meant was we need more like relaxing, inactive activities to do together. Because watching TV, we don't connect at all. Yeah, for the most part. No, that's not what I meant. But but okay, so we I did need more. Uh, well, I wanted like a joint activity that we both like, cause, cause, like a hobby for us to have that yeah. we both like. Because it's like we go to the gym together, but we don't work out. Like we're not Aren't interacting. Doing the same thing. Yeah. We've been playing D&D, but I'm, he likes it a lot more than I do. And I also other friends are there, so it's not like yeah. a personal thing between us. It's a personal thing between me and you and our three friends. Mm-hmm. So, And I don't necessarily want to talk to him about it when we're not playing. Right. And then what else? I mean, we try to get into hiking. He likes hiking more than I do. So we don't like, you know, I just want an activity that we're both interested, like equally mm-hmm. interested in. And I think the puzzle's been really fun. Yeah. Because we've just been like, I don't know. Yeah. We just talk and or sit there in silence, but they we're there together at the same time. Very slowly going crazy. Yeah, but in like a good way, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I do still want to be on the hunt for something that we can like try out together. Yeah. We'll see. If you guys have any recommendations, DM us. Yes, please. Yeah. What should we try out? Sex wing? And that's not really a hobby? Could be. <laughs> All right. So end of the episode. I got music out. Search my name, Eric Ames, everywhere you find your music. I got three singles out. I got a new one coming out on Friday. Uh, Sarah and I have music out under Cute Threat. We got a bunch of covers. We're going to start working on originals soon, which I am so excited about. You can find us on Instagram at the Sarah Sullivan and at the Eric Ames. Uh, email us in at whatislifedudeshow at gmail.com or DM either of us. Just give us your thoughts on the things you think about the world and being alive. And what life is, dude. And what the heck life is, dude. All the things that make you think, things you want us to talk about. Like we said, this whole episode idea came from a recommendation someone sent to us. Mm-hmm. And I think I had a really fun time doing that for the last hour. Um, rate and review us on iTunes. That's great. Helps more people listen to it. And if you can, please support the podcast on Anchor. We have 
one supporter, Alex May. Shout out to you, monthly donator, um, which is super helpful, especially when one of the hosts doesn't have a job right now. <laughs> and that's my spiel. I hope you didn't uh, press the 15-second forward button during that entire thing. Thanks for listening. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. And hey, I love you. I love you. <laughs>